Happy Friday to all of you jamsters out there, everybody who just got done enjoying watching the Phoenix Suns defeat the Chicago Bulls. Maybe you're watching this live, and if you are, thumbs up. Maybe you're listening to this another time. But no matter what, Matthew, there's one thing I know. All of the Suns fans that in, in Suns Nation, we're feeling pretty good right now, aren't we? Feeling really good. You know, we I miss the, the games where you can just do laundry for the last five minutes because Chris Paul's just wide open for three. You know what wide I mean? Open. Yeah, I, you know what? Now we have those days back where we can get things done when the Suns just take care of business in the fourth quarter. And it looks like the old days a little bit right now, right? What old days? When we had KD in the, the yeah, past couple of years. Oh, on it's 2K. just like those days. Yeah, on 2K. Yeah. On 2K. Yeah. It does remind me a little bit of like last season. If you're talking about the old days, you're talking about last season. The Phoenix Suns were very good at winning basketball games. And they, the team that has now obviously added Kevin Durant is 2-0 and with his presence on the court. And you're starting to see some of those easy things that you mentioned. You're starting to see multiple guys wide open, guys stepping up, guys having the ability to exclamation point again to 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 take advantage of the the sheer fact that kevin durant's out there i just had like a i like froze Uh, yeah (laughs) i was about to say oh no i got to do the pod by myself now because john froze again but uh yeah i mean i think we're just less speechless on this shit right it is it's a good way to put it kind of speechless because the things that kevin durant does makes it so much easier for the rest of the team so we're obviously gonna we're gonna break down a lot of what we saw tonight Again, this is a, a big victory for the Phoenix Suns. When you take a look at kind of where the standings are in the Western Conference, every every game is huge. Every victory is absolutely huge. And when you kind of have this slow ramp up with Kevin Durant, right? He starts playing against the Horny Hornets. And now you got the Chicago Bulls, an 11 seed, right? So they started playing against a 14 seed. Then they're playing against an 11 seed. And then Sunday, obviously, they're going to play against the Dallas Mavericks, which are a six seed in the West. It's this perfect kind of ramp up to integrate him into the team, isn't it? Yeah. And tonight I was wondering, I'm like, what's it going to be like playing against a team like the Mavericks who last game was just on fire multiple times. They let you back in, but then they just hit 10 threes in a row. Yeah. How are the Suns going to defend against that? And how are they going to respond against teams like that and situations like that? We'll find out Sunday because it's a big game. And I think uh, just because it's regular season, it still matters because these these teams are so close right now in the standings. Mm-hmm. But it's a big game for Kevin Durant to actually play some real minutes, I feel like, against a good team. Yeah, any chance you can to get a victory and to solidify your place in the the standings in the Western Conference, you have to. And yeah. it, it got a little worrisome there, kind of in the middle part of the game. I don't think anyone was truly worried. Uh, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about plenty more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So subscribe, rate, and review. Stop by Apple Podcasts. All that's, I'm not even going to do the promo stuff anymore. No one leaves us reviews anymore, Matthew. <laughs> no one doesn't anymore. What and is going on? All the listeners are like, you know what? I'm not giving you five stars, and I'm not going to take the time to write a review on Apple Podcasts. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> you got to ignore time, him like a bad boyfriend, dude. Every time. Every time. <laughs> You got to ignore him like like Tom Tom from Vanderpump. All those guys making out with girls, man. You just can't do that kind of stuff. So we're going to just talk about this amazing game against the Chicago Bulls. Felt felt like a very solid victory. The team is one game away from being home. They're currently 2-1 and one on this road trip. They'll return home next week. Kevin Durant's opener at home. But uh, in the meantime, it's a Friday night, and the, the Rockies are blue. So I'm going to drink a, some beer that has some, uh, some corn in it. Quick side note, Matthew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did, did i tell you what i gave up for lent no what'd you give up okay so i'm not like a super duper like i'm not like super catholic right like i was raised catholic which means i don't practice anymore yeah and so everybody else I, I still give up something for lent because i'm like mm-hmm. yeah it's a good opportunity to do some self-help to do something to take care of yourself so i gave up fast food and candy oh right? my gosh it's a lot for me right I love yes. my fast food and I love my candy. Taco Bell's bringing back the Club Chalupa on March 9th. <laughs> they do that on purpose because That's everyone bullshit. gives up fast food for Lent. They're like, you know what? Bring it out. They go into that deep <laughs> freezer and take it out and they put it on the table. For those of you who don't Taco know Bell. me, 
<laughs> the club chalupa is like my favorite thing on the planet. I think it's so delicious. I remember when they first came out with it in high school, and I used to pound like eight of those suckers in one sitting. And I was like 127 pounds in high school. I could put those suckers away. Yeah. And I can tell you every year they've come out since then because like I always remember it because it comes out for like a month and I eat a ton of them. So maybe on this, maybe on March 9th, I'll come on the pod and I'll eat a club chalupa. But we'll see. Just I was just thinking about that. Strong. Be strong, John. No, no fucking way. No way. I'm giving up something else. I'm giving up going to church. Uh, so oh pop them if you God, got them, Suns fans. Uh, let's talk about the Church of the Phoenix Suns. Is the intro playing? Nope. session podcast this go around matthew this is going great or i'm still adjusting camera i'm still adjusting adjusting camera microphone i'm i'm pressing buttons and i think they're doing things i'm staring aimlessly (laughs) to the camera i thought it was Uh, a joke so i'm like i don't want to ruin this for john i'll probably i'll probably snip that audio if you're listening to this you don't know that there was like a 15 second delay (laughs) of me staring into the camera thinking that the intro was playing and that my computer was just delayed which sometimes will happen from time to time when you're doing these kind of things uh, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Matthew a question. Matthew, I got to ask. God, that, <laughs> that that one played. Matthew, I gotta ask. Do you think that the Chicago Bulls, and at least the Chicago Bulls fans, think that Devin Booker is the second coming of Michael Jeffrey Jordan? Because in this game, Devin Booker plays 36 minutes. He goes 12 of 24 from the field, six of 10. From beyond the arc, 35 total points. And you got to remember, the last time the Suns played the Bulls earlier this season, he scored 51 points in 31 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. I think there's moments where before he got hurt, he looked like Michael Jordan. Certain games, points in this game, he was quieting the crowd. You hear some gas. You see the Suns fans rise from the crowd when he hits those crazy shots. I think Booker likes it hard, man. He likes those hard shots. He likes it difficult. He doesn't want anything easy. He makes it difficult on himself, and it makes it look better. It makes it look like he is Michael Jordan out there. He is Kobe Bryant. So I think they get it. They think of that, right? Any kind of guy that comes into that building and they can put on a show like that, they're like, oh, MJ, miss that guy. Take these off because I look kind of angry. I'm not angry. (laughs) Now, obviously, I'm being facetious. There's no way that Chicago Bulls fans are looking at Devin Booker and be like, that's Michael Jordan 2.0. But I do think that they probably oh, have a, 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 a healthy respect <laughs> for what Devin Booker brings. Because, again, the only two times they've seen him this year is two of the three times this season that he's hit six threes. He's done it twice against the Bulls, and he's done it one time against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, funnily enough, which funnily isn't really a word, but the two other times that he hit six threes, he also went for 50-plus points. He had 58 points against the New Orleans Pelicans and 51, as I mentioned before, against the Chicago Bulls. But when we talk about Devin Booker, and I guess it's only appropriate that he gets the first drop tonight, seeing as he was the leading scorer for the Phoenix Suns. Big Dick Booker. Big Dick Booker in this game, and I mentioned it a little bit on the last game, he's never been more wide open in his career. I mean, it is ridiculous, and it's not every possession, but due to the gravity of Kevin Durant, due to Chris Paul's basketball acumen, and due to the way that the defenses have to respect both of those fine young gentlemen, Devin Booker is finding himself unbelievably wide open, and like I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Devin Booker, because what did he score in the last game? Was it 34 as well? Did he have 34 in back-to-back? Yeah, 37. 37 last game, yeah. All right, so there you go. So he's averaging like 36 points since KD has shown up, <laughs> right? Good math. Love it. Good math. Yep, 35, 37, 36. 35.5. I don't know. I don't know. Um, math, math, math schematics. I'm not 100% sure. You know, but again, he's the one who's going to benefit. 
And Black Sunday just donated ten dollars in the super chat. Thank you ever so much, Thank Black you. Sunday. You unlocked says, my heart. Does does <laughs> says does KD unlock book? Matthew says, well, Black Sunday unlocks Matthew's heart. The answer is yes, right, Matthew? He is unlocked right now. Well, I mean, I just said that he every he likes everything difficult. I think a lot of the shots that he's making are very difficult. But then you'll get the wide open one in the corner, um, you know, just passing the ball around where he's just wide open like a Jared Dudley. Like, no one's covering him. You know, Josh Okogie didn't have any respect, but then Booker at times did not have any respect at the three. But it's not even that. It's because they can't get to him. There's just too many guys. And he he right now is a guy that's really fitting in with KD, right? Him and mm-hmm. we'll talk about Jock later, but Book right now is just feeding off of it. I think Book is playing like asshole kind of basketball out there a little bit, right? He was like in the second quarter not really passing the ball, trying to get his shot, right? KD's, KD's out, and he wasn't getting Aiden involved. That time, I'm like, come on, just be a little bit more unselfish. But Book is just an asshole out there right now. He just playing his game. He's not really passing the ball around. He's making it difficult for himself to get those shots off. But they're going in, and it's looking good. Um, I'm just interested to see how he can play make out there too with KD because the playmaking is kind of down on him. He's amazing right now shooting the ball. He looks like he's back for sure. I just think the playmaking needs to step up a little bit because they get themselves or Book in Book or KD. Okay, uh, Booker. Okay, both. Okay, okay. Yeah, Booker. Him, KD's fine. Booker just he needs to see the floor better, I think. But right now he's getting his shot and he's making them, and that's all we care about. But when it when you get in the hole and you let the Bulls come back in the second quarter, take the lead going to halftime, you're just like, dude, you could have moved the ball around a little bit more. But he was just taking these difficult shots mm-hmm. all second quarter, and then like he just makes up a he makes up for it in the second half, and he just can't miss. So that's like, ah, come on, do better. And then he just puts up the second half like he did. You're just like, fucking I love Book, dude. Even if he is an asshole out there, I love he this He should guy. be an asshole. He has he to should, be. He, he should be. He's had all the, he's carried this franchise for years and years and years and been through the highs and been through the lows. And I think to the the gift that a lot of people play, and it's a Devin Booker wearing an orange and ugly, ugly orange jersey, untucking his jersey as the Phoenix Suns watch the Milwaukee Bucks celebrate their championship. And he just goes, damn. And the things that he's been through, he's finally, he has somebody next to him who is better than him. And he's like, holy shit, because you're so good, everyone's going to focus on you because of your versatility, because of your size, because of your vision. Everybody knows what a threat you are. And Devin Booker knows he's the one who gets to benefit. He's like the kid in the playground right now. There's nobody happier than Devin Booker. So to Black Sunday's question, does KD unlock Book? Absolutely. And you're right. Devin Booker got a little ball hoggy, if you will, in that second quarter. You take a look at the first quarter for the Phoenix Suns to open this game, and they scored 40 points. They had a 166.7 offensive rating. In the first quarter, 166.7. They had 40 points on a total of 24 shots and uh, or correction, 22 shots. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They were 13 of 22 from the field, which is 59%. They were six of 13 from the floor, which is 46.2%. They had 10 assists on their uh, 13 makes in that first quarter. Booker had 16. As we mentioned, Josh Akogi, who we'll talk about here momentarily, he had 13. And the team just, they looked crisp. They looked razor sharp. You could shave your head with how good they were. And then in the second quarter, to your point, Devin Booker kind of went into hero ball mode. And it's interesting because Kevin Durant started, as he's been doing you know, the now two consecutive games, he starts the second quarter with the, with the backups. And the team's looking good. The ball's moving around. I tweeted out. I'm like, it's popping around all over the place. It looked fantastic. KD sits down. Dem Booker comes in. He goes one of six from the field. He uh, has two points in that second quarter. And he, he's negative 13 from the field. And I think essentially what it is, is it's just Devin Booker having fun just playing around, right? He's like, I'm going to play a little. Yeah, yeah. Football. I'm not necessarily going to try to get everyone involved. I'm just going to try to try to, you know, big dick them, if you will. Well, I mean, I, the way they were kind of playing in the second was, eh, look at our lineup, right? I mean, subreddit stakeout, all they're talking about is that fucking lineup the Suns have out there. So in the back of their minds, when they're out there in the second quarter, to me, it looked like they're just like, look at our lineup, man. Like, yeah. we're, we're going to come back. We'll be fine. That's how it looked. And he was having fun out there. It's just sometimes in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, 
can we get DA the ball? You know, I just don't want other guys to be upset. I'm worried. I'm, I'm as happy as the saddest person in the room. I just want to make sure everyone's very happy on the court. And also Booker, yeah, I don't know if you notice his double, when the double teams come, mm-hmm. he's doing a really good job of taking the double teams. Mm-hmm. Like they come to him and he's passing out of them. Like he takes his time with them and he finds a right hole, whichever, whichever leg to throw underneath or throw it over. But he's been better at that lately. You saw that tonight a few times. Like we're we're talking about the double teams and someone's going to be open. But when it's just Booker out there and the double teams come, he's doing a good job of just sitting there and then finding the open guy across court or just under the basket for an easy shot. He's doing a better job with that for sure. 100%. You could tell that he's definitely somebody who's seen plenty of those double teams. And real quick, the Jamsters are going nuts in the chat because you got the score wrong on there. Uh, It's 125 to 104. They're like, we want our two points. We won our two. Oh points. my god, dude! My thing was delayed. <laughs> All so right, man, let me remake that, man. Matthew's, oh, Matthew's my gonna, bad. Matthew's gonna go. We'll, we'll pull that down real quick. Uh, Why Matthew tonight, dude. does that? And I'll just pull up the Devin Booker graphic. But no, to, to your point, you know, I think that his experience he's had for the past couple seasons, especially, and since he came back, he was seeing double teams left and right. And I think that another thing that he has in his back pocket is he's watching one of the best in, of all time do it because I don't know if you noticed, but every time Kevin Durant would get the ball, a double team would come and he would pass out of it instantly. Like he always, you could tell this is a guy who for 15 fucking years or however long he's been in the league, he's been seeing double teams and he just so instinctively knows I'm just going to pass right out of it because what it does is just the ball whips around. And again, that's how Devin Booker found himself so unbelievably wide open consistently throughout this game is it was the double teams that were being thrown Kevin Durant's way. Yeah. Correct. For sure. There we go. Jesus. There it is. There, there it, is. it is. There's the correct score. I need There's some the white out. And just, you know, <laughs> thanks, Champions guys. The judge. Kevin Durant. Durant in this game, seven of 10 from the field, two of four from beyond the arc. He had 20 points. He had six assists. He had nine rebounds, one steal, one block. And he had 10 rebounds at one point. He had his first double-double. He had a 20-10 and 10 game. And, and they went to a commercial break, and they, they <laughs> took it away from him. It's, it's a travesty. Kevin yeah. Durant, uh, uh, another just fantastic get from Kevin Durant. Just fantastic. You know, his entry passes to, to DA, he had a couple entry passes to DA. And, he, and I think just simply due to his sheer size and length, he's going to get the ball to DA in places that DA has never seen it before, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, right now, I mean, DA is not even the guy he likes playing with. It's Jock, right? They're they're best friends, right? I mean, I <laughs> what? It's just it's funny. It's true. Oh, I thought you're gonna about. To, I thought you had like another drop or something. Oh like no, I was just it. thinking. I was just like, yeah. In this game, I've never seen anybody pass the ball as much as Kevin Durant was passing it to Jock Landell. Like <laughs> Jock, Jock Landell's never. It's it's gonna be interesting to go back and look at some of the statistics in this game and see the the passing statistics and see how many touches that Jock Landell had because truth be told he's never had that he's never touched the ball that many times in his NBA career as he did one night tonight no he was like we talked about him being like the ultimate Sarich out there a little bit um, maybe not as good maybe the other way maybe he's a lesser Sarich but tonight he looked like Sarich in a way where he's facilitating like you know K- KD would hit him on the pick and roll and then he would find the open shooter after that mm-hmm. um they yeah, he really was. And uh, just like the fist bumping and the hug after the first time out, I think in the, in the second quarter, like super excited, just playing some good ball out there. Kevin Durant, like to me, is just such a humble, like sweet, loving old soul out there. He, even with the media here, like if you see the, the interviews he has here, they're so different from what you see in the national media because that's all we had before. We're just mm-hmm. everyone going after Katie, Katie having to defend himself all the time, everyone telling Katie to shut up. Goddamn don't, block know, boys. Don't defend yourself. Like, how dare you, right? And, of course, now there's shit where people are saying, like, he should get married. And yeah. he, should, he should be okay with the criticism and stuff like that. It's like, I've always liked the way KD was, even before he came to the Suns. But now you can just see the sweet side of him to where he's just like that humble guy. Monty said, you know, he's like, um, you don't have to be a leader, right? Just play ball, play your game here. And he is. He's just fitting in perfect, swell. He's fitting swell. in with the second unit. It's second a good way unit, to put first it. unit. And I'm going to be interested to see, like, when he comes out early in the first, is he going to come in in the second, you know, when Booker's done? Because Booker will play the whole first. And then will KD get the second, uh, the the start at the second quarter mm-hmm. and then play most of the second quarter? You know what I mean? Because yes. they want to play separate minutes, but play together. 
And I think that's the best way to do it once KD starts to play at the 38 to 37 minutes. And he had 31 tonight, and I think that's a little bit more than probably Monty Williams wanted. But I also think that Kevin Durant was probably telling him otherwise. And you're right. I yeah. think that, again, the, the one-two punch and the thing that's so interesting and lethal about this team is just that, that you can play book. You got KD for the first six minutes of the first quarter. Book plays the full 12. He takes a seat. KD comes in, plays the next six, right, until Booker comes back in. And then to your point, when we see the kind of the, that that quote unquote minutes restriction lifted for Kevin Durant, he'll stay in more minutes or he'll take a seat for three or four minutes and help close out the second quarter. And that is lethal. That is stuff to that is very, very tough to stop. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch in the super chat. We appreciate it. Four ninety nine Sasquatch. True, truly appreciate that Sasquatch. He said, you can see why we need a KD when the offense starts to stall. KD is instant offense. Yeah. And it, like instant offense. And he had 20 points tonight. It didn't feel like it at all. It didn't feel because it's so again, seven for 10. It, it's not going to feel like it at all. If you go seven of 10 from the field, but what he does and, and the gravity that he brings is still something that, you know, I, I feel like I'm sitting there watching my TV with like my, my chin in my hands. And I'm just watching in awe because again, we've, I've been a fan of Kevin Durant for years and years and years, but I haven't watched him game to game to game like I'm about to, and I'm just so excited to do it. It's one of the most exciting yeah. times yep. in my Phoenix Suns basketball watching career. And one thing that I found interesting, and I, it's there's no, there's no secret about the fact that I'm somebody who, like, I, I, I kick it on Reddit, right? Like, I love the subreddits, and I was actually, after the last game, I was reading some of the national comments. The if you go to our NBA versus like our Suns or our Bulls or whatever, you have to go to our NBA. And I was seeing some of the comments that some of the redditors were putting on there following the Suns' victory over the Chicago or the, the Charlotte Hornets. And a lot of them were just like they they're in awe too, and they're simply saying like it's crazy how Kevin Durant can come off injury every time and there's no ramp up period. It's like, and Kevin Durant's back. And, you you know, one of the best players in basketball is back. And how he just takes a break from time to time and then comes back and he's just Kevin Durant again. And how efficient he is and, and how fluid he is. And these are things that we are seeing now, you know, two consecutive games in a row. You know, Kevin Durant is is just so fluid and it's so smooth. And, and as, as Libertarian Sasquatch said, He's instant offense in so many different ways. The way that he's starting to set up the offense, the fact that we have a seven-foot guy bringing the ball up every play. I mean, you start to think about those questions about Cameron Payne and the backup point guard. And things yeah, that, yeah. And then you go, oh, well, Kevin Durant's going to be out there. Like, shit, we don't need that backup point guard necessarily. We don't need to release Darius Baisley and go get John Wall or make a run at Goran Dragic or what, or what have you. No, yeah, Derek Rose might be nice pickup but I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but I know the whole backup thing is not going to probably even matter anymore because Cameron Payne was playing a lot of off ball, which he probably needs to be playing. Yeah. Um, but I love how just KD was just so nervous coming into the first game uh, two days ago. And like, he just is like a team player. He just adjusts so quickly, but like being a team player is huge on this team. Cause I feel like he still needs to be a big fan of, uh, of Aiden for him to strive, right? This is Aiden has to grow up obviously on the court, but Katie's a big fan of his like tonight mm -hmm. when Aiden thought he was fouled, and Katie went to the ref with the ball, was talking to him like, hey, he got pushed or whatever. Like, like that's what Aiton needs. I know, like, not being a leader like Chris Paul. Chris Paul's like that, yelling at him. Yeah, Chris like, Paul's you goddamn son of a bitch. Like, Monty said he's been a leader his whole life. He has been. And I think Katie is a leader in his own way. Booker is too. But I'm just, I'm telling you, man, Katie is just a sweet guy on the court. I know it sounds dumb, but he just, he's a sweet old soul that just, Wants a, to win basketball, he'll do anything for these player, for these players, man. It's just it's nice, and it's not even in full throttle yet, man. We're like twenty percent, thirty percent there. I feel like with this guy. For those of you who've ever watched Back to the Future Three, right? Like terrible, yeah. <laughs> oh, you like the movie? I love the movies. Come oh on, man, <laughs> Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, <laughs> Kevin Durant's my Lord and Savior. But in Back to the Future Three. Essentially what happens, in order to get that train up to 88 miles an hour, they take these logs, right? And they throw them <laughs> on the fire, and it gets faster and faster. Yeah. Like, the Suns have just thrown the first log onto the fire. And we still got two more logs, if you will, that's just going to continue to boost this team to go faster and faster, to be more efficient and more efficient, and, and have more 
connectivity with them. And I love that when Durant's out there, he's trying to he, – he, he's out there. I mean, like, like Chris Paul, when Chris Paul first came here. Because you got to remember, when Chris Paul first came here, you had a roster that, for the most part, didn't have a lot of turnover. Same thing the following season. Same thing the following season. But when you have one of those cerebral basketball players, they're just trying to figure out what's at their disposal. So maybe he doesn't know that Jock Landell ain't that good. Then he's just feeding him passes. Like, hey, man, just you're going to be open every time, open every time, and just those pretty bounce passes. And even Landell's like, oh, shit, I got the ball. And like you said, he, he becomes a connector where he's trying to pass out of it and what have it and what have you. you know. But again, I think that as the minutes start to stack upon themselves and as Kevin Durant plays more for this team and has more opportunity mm-hmm. to be around other players, he's going to, much akin to Devin Booker, unlock the best part of them and again that's why we sit there in awe watching this basketball team uh for two consecutive games just play very very well play very very well and at moments they didn't because they were stepping outside of themselves and trying different things you can do that that's what happened last week when we played against uh the bucks because i felt like the first quarter the suns were literally just trying different sets they were trying to get yeah. players in spaces to get them used to the Kevin Durant arrival. And it'll be fun because in a couple of weeks we play the Bucks again. It'll be interesting to see how different these two teams are. That's going to be wild. You know, it, it's we we do give the season a lot of shit. We give the players a lot of shit for not really playing during the season. So it's it's kind of like a lot of questions, a lot of things that you just don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know what's going to happen in the future with these teams because you just haven't seen these guys full fully healthy. I think last night's game when I watched the or was it last night's? I think it was with the Dallas Mavericks and they were playing the um yeah the um, I don't know how do I not uh, remember anything. Nuggets, but I watched the whole thing. Clippers, yeah, no, Clippers, 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 Clippers. Where where they where Kyrie yeah. and Luca combined for eighty two? Yeah, I was watching that game too. Yeah, they couldn't miss a fucking three, dude. They couldn't. But that's the mystery. It's like it's one game you turn on and it's finally oh the stars are playing hard against each other and you have the Sixers like with Embiid and Harden mm-hmm. going head to head and no that was it. it was the Sixers and the Mavericks. Yeah, it was Sixers. Six, and the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, and that's I'm like oh my god this is actually a game where they're all playing. And like we just don't know what these team any team looks like because no one plays, and of course we're right at the trade deadline, but no one plays during the regular season. So a lot of mystery going forward. I love mysteries. Well, well, and that's the fun part about the back end of the season is you are going to see a lot of these teams that are trying to prime themselves up for the playoffs. I mean, you can't you can't load manage your team all the way to the playoffs, right? You have to start at some point, right? You have to start just simply playing your players and seeing what they have. Now, yeah. obviously in Dallas, they're not a load management team. It's the Clippers who truly don't know who their identity is, you know, but I mean, we, we can, do you want to talk a little bit about the upcoming schedule for the Suns, or should we save that for the back end of the podcast? Let's do, um, let's do back end because you brought it okay. up and I'm just like, yeah, back end, I guess. Well, <laughs> one, one, one question we can ask in this for this game for the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns is everybody played, right? Or did they? Where in the world is TJ Warren? <laughs> TJ Warren did not play tonight. Did not play. Where in the world is TJ Warren? So they're in Chicago. So my guess is one of two places. He was either, you know, couldn't make the game because he's probably at a, a little dive bar called Three Dots and a Dash, right? You go in this back alley, and I forget what street it's off of. You go in this back alley, and just looks like a regular door. And you go inside, and you go down like two stories, and you're in this underground tiki bar where you can drink drinks out of like a there, there's one that's got a dolphin on it. It's like a banana, you know, mm-hmm. and then another one that's like a, a, a diver's helmet. And it's just like a massive takes three people to drink that drink. I think TJ Warren was just hanging out there. That's that's oh, so that's where you now do I have to come up with a spot? Is that how this know. works? Do you know a place, well, any place in Chicago? No, I'm if there's a Toys R Us out there, maybe he's stuck in the Lego section where it's like, dude, these things are fucking like 60 bucks for like a little box. So you spend just, like two hours there trying to buy your nephew something from there and it's just too expensive. Maybe that's where he's at. He's just staring at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Crazy Luigi says maybe he's at the museum uh, of of Chicago. Chicago. You know, maybe maybe he's just kind of stuck there and he doesn't know. You know? a museum of Chicago. Chicago still exists. Like I don't even. It's the history of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. The great. How long has been around? Stuff. Forty years. So it says Jay oh, says yeah. home run in pizza. Lou Malnati's is out there as well. Maybe stuck at yeah. Lou Malnati. Uh, Undertow. Somebody says Dan T. Undertow. Undertow is in <laughs> Phoenix. 
Uh, and in fact, Undertow, if I remember I correctly, Undertow in Phoenix on 36th Street in Indian School used to be an Avis lube that I worked in in high school and I drove a car into the pit when I was hungover. So, uh, yeah, yeah. the story. How are you still alive after that? Who knows? Who, who knows how I was alive after that? And who knows how I'll be alive after this ad from DraftKings? NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I do this like every night. I go and I bet a three-legged parlay on a random NBA game. And if I don't win, I get a bet back. It's making money or losing it. Unless I win it. You know what I mean. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. I want to get a shout out to Black Sunday. $5 in the super chat. Thank you, man. We or women that. or yeah Th- thank you black sunday a little <laughs> off topic but do you guys think craig is playing himself out of rotations for the playoffs he's bricking every three he takes it seems so tory craig in this game 21 minutes played 04 from the field zero points had four rebounds one block and one play where he appeared to trip over patrick beverly's foot and just fell down and cried for a long time so what do you think what do you think what do you think well first of all he got pushed by pat a little bit of a push, but it was a push. Um, we'll go with that. Um, Craig's fine. Just give him some time to adjust. He's moving back to the bench. That's the thing is we can't get too carried away with these guys right now where we're just saying, you know, they're they're done. Replace them. Get a buy buyout guy. Replace this guy. You know what I mean? Like, we love Craig and nothing against you Black Sunday and all, but I just think we can't look into this too, too quickly. I mean, give these guys some time to adjust. It's a big, even though they're not big stars, you just think like these role players like Craig can just like fill a role and they'll be okay and be the same player. They do need time to adjust to the bench or if they're going to be a starter. Okogi is just amazing. I think we're blessed with Okogi. And now that if no one is Okogi, we kind of get upset because they're not playing like Okogi. Yeah. But Craig will be back. He'll have his game. So he'll hit some threes. He'll grab those big boards. He'll play some good defense. So he is who he is. And I love him. I think he's going to be fine. And remember this too, Black Sunday. Monty Williams loves him. James Jones loves him some some Tory Craig, right? He's traded for him twice. So, yeah, I could see he's having a rough couple games since the arrival of Kevin Durant. That's expected, right? He's a guy who this season has put together. I believe it was it's a a career high when it comes to games that he has started, right? I mean, he's been in the league now for I think this is his sixth season. The most games he's ever started. Uh, is this season 49 of the 60 games now 61 games that he's played in has been as a starter. So there is going to be an adjustment period for Torrey Craig as he returns back to the bench. I don't think he's playing himself out of rotations. I think due to his sheer size, cerebralness, experience, uh, athletic ability, he's going to be one of the eight to nine players that the Phoenix Suns are playing. It's just going to take him a little bit of time to get used to coming in off that second uh, with that second team unit. And and that's just the way it is because Stone Cold said so. Is that Amen. Right? Amen. Right. Yes. Uh, I, I I still am working on the Josh Akogi redrop. Uh, I could play it right now, and this is what it looks like. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so I'll work on that. But Josh Akogi <laughs> again tonight. Thirty-two minutes played. He was seven of fifteen from the field. A career high five made three pointers. He was five of ten from beyond the arc. Twenty-five points. For Josh Akogi, it also had four rebounds. Uh, just a, an amazing game. Six for six from the line, mind you, as well. And Josh Akogi continues to be that kind of, you know, you, you take a look at, you know, I saw a couple people talking about the the Mikhail Bridges impact and how since Mikhail has left, this team it hasn't been horribly de- horrible defensively. I know that we had about what four games prior to Kevin Durant. I mean, we made, we made the transition transition, and we went four games without Durant here, and the team still wasn't horrible defensively. And some people are like, "Well, you know, Mikael maybe is a little bit overrated on defense." I'm not going to go that far, but I'll tell you this: defensively, I haven't seen the Suns miss him at all. 
Uh, we do miss a little bit of his offense, right? I mean, he went out, scored, what, 38 points tonight for the Brooklyn Nets, but that's okay. Do you, do you, Mikhail? We love you. But I think that Josh Akogi, due to his insertion into the into the starting lineup, has softened that blow for sure. He definitely has. Um, man, there was one night or one time tonight where he forgot his mask coming back into the game. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get, 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 get your mask back First on. I was like, who is that guy? I'm like, who is that coming onto the court? And I realized it's a Kogi, and he went to go get his mask again. I hope he ends the season with it. It's his good luck charm by now it is. But he's so chill, man, out there on the court. I think fast breaks for him are super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we always talk about him getting to the rim at ease, but it's because he's just so laxed. You can always see these guys, um, you know, in the NBA, Suns have had these players where they just – run fast breaks, breaks like crazy, and the ball's just being lost off their knee. They're just throwing up these yeah. terrible layups. But Okogi is chill, and he has like the, the best look at the rim, uses the backboard very well, gra- grabbing contact, doing what he needs to do to get to the line. Like that's that's something that's very special in a player. I don't, I don't know a lot of guys that can do that on the break. Even Booker has hard times. Booker has hard times finishing a break unless it's wide open. He can't finish yeah. it up. Okogi can um, but he's chilled that way, but he's also chill on defense where he can kind of just like back up and he's kind of just like feeling the flow and he'll just go over there, and swat the ball. You know what I mean? Like he just feels where it's going. Um, but man, hot start. I know some, some jamsters were upset last, last pod. They were like, where's a Kogi off game. People were calling him to come back and just put up some big numbers and man, he just made us very happy tonight. Right? hundred percent, hundred percent, man. You bet your fucking ass he made me happy tonight. <laughs> Although there were times where I wasn't happy. It was it's interesting because when you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Ayton and then like Josh Okogie's the number five guy. At the beginning of the game, he went out and I think he hit like his first two threes. I was like, all right, let's go. Thanks. Th- thank you for your contribution, good sir. Now I want to watch the stars play. And then like he shot it a couple more times. Right, I think uh, what did, what did he end with in the first quarter? I, I, like I said, I think he had thirteen. Well, points. he had thirteen points. Yeah, he was first. four. Of five, yeah. He was four or five. And I remember when he when he missed his one shot. I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, Akogi, like settle down. I want to see Kevin Durant shoot the ball. I want to see Devin Booker shoot the ball. <laughs> you know, and it's like it's like it shouldn't bother me. But when he's out there and he's surrounded by the the midi men. It's like when he's surrounded by the midi man. No more. <laughs> no more. But uh, you're like, okay, Josh, I don't want you to shoot. But then he keeps making it. You're like, dude, this is nothing but a bonus yeah. for this team. Because a- anytime he's out there playing like this, it's just taking more pressure. And he's going to be the number one beneficiary to wide open shots. We talk about DeAndre Ayton, and we'll talk about him momentarily, how he's going to be a high, uh, get a lot of benefit from the sheer fact that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant carry so much gravity with him. But Josh Kogi is going to be wide the fuck open all the time, right? Like he is the ultimate. You're going to have the best look at the rim anytime you get the ball guy. And he took advantage of that tonight. And he kind of reminded me of like a my player on NBA 2K. Like I personally am playing 2K again and I've done my player and I'm playing the small forward role because I knew as I created my player, that's the role I wanted to play on this Phoenix Suns team. And you go out there, and it's like you got all the you got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and it's like every time I get the ball, I'm like shooting it. You know, I'm like, oh, I got to put up my stats, and that's yeah. what Josh Okogie's doing. He's like, he's like, he looks like a creative player out there with a mask on. He's just fucking draining it from beyond the arc. But who's the guy? I mean, this I hate when people set this up. Like, oh, who's the guy that you know who we just traded, and now he kind of looks like that guy? It's Mikhail Bridges, obviously. Where, in a way. He just the confidence before Mikel left. It was always about keep shooting, stay confident, keep shooting your shot, handle the ball more. Akogi is just still staying confident. He doesn't, he's not phased mm-hmm. by KD coming. And he is the ultimate, my player, my, uh, my player for sure. Uh, if you can wear masks, I don't know if you're allowed to wear masks. Yeah, I don't know if that's anymore. an accessory. I don't know if you can, but that would be sick. Cause they have different selections for these players of what they want to wear. So mm-hmm. Get that accessory added for sure. Yeah, get get accessorized. Get accessorized. Uh, shout out to Dan T in the chat. $5 in the super chat. Again, we appreciate it. He said he bought a mid-range mafia shirt today. Thought Looking you should nice. know that. Keep on trucking. And for those who don't know what he's talking about, uh, we got this right here. It's on our Red Bubble page. The link is below in the description. It is the mid-range mafia. It's got Aiton and Paul and Booker and KD. And it looks like the Godfather. And it's a it's a pretty nice piece of apparel, Matthew. 
It's nice. And if you have the puffy nipple issue, then it covers that right up. Covers, Perfect. Yeah. Well, the, the nipples actually go underneath Aiton and Durant's face. So it just kind of, it gives them a little bit more depth, if you will. So Your I think nipples that's are of, their nipples. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a perfect, <laughs> yes. perfect combination. Yeah, Absolutely. It does. It does. It's really. Watch. I love the sheer fact that it's 40 minutes into the podcast, and that's when we're doing eight and watch. DeAndre in this game, 27 minutes played, had seven points, had three rebounds, two of four from the field, three of four from beyond the arc. Had one steal in this game. Matthew, what do you think about DA? Man, he's got a lot to learn out there, man. And I, I'm getting to the point where he went down with a little knee hurt. Uh, the hurt his knee, a little knee hurt. He hurt his knee, and I felt bad. I'm like, please don't get hurt, man. Yeah, Josh Kogi we went into about. it. Yeah, yeah, and he his foot barely moved back, so it helped out. Um, but I just am like, the, the one guy we don't talk about getting hurt, Aiden. And it's like, well, he didn't play too good tonight, so how much would we miss him? Jock can start. It's like, no. No. He, Aiden will start to feel it more. He has a lot to learn defensively. Didn't look too good on the switches, but he did play some really good defense on Vucevic. I know Vucevic, those fans hate him over in Chicago. Ooh. They're sick of his ass, but Aiden played some good nice. defense. He's As long as he's happy playing the defense and he just grabbed those boards, I think I'm going to say this almost every pod, then it'll be okay. The only thing is I still think Booker needs to get him more involved in the game. I know Booker wants his, but in the second quarter, like those little screen and rolls, you have him right there, man. Hit him on those little screen and rolls. I want to see Aiden have a better chance to get hot you know, in the second quarter earlier in the game, because it was kind of too late when he was getting more shots and he was missing like a bunny here or there. But as long as Aiden's okay with this, which is weird for me to say, right? As long as he's all right. Amazing what Kevin Durant does to your team, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. But I'm just like before, I'm like, I don't even want him to have the ball. But now I still want him to have his shots and just make sure he's still there with the offense that he can get his touches and that way, when they need him to hit like a, a mid range, because that's all he's going to shoot are the mid ranges, he can knock them down. Um, but he's going to play some big minutes defensively. He just needs to know where to go right now with his team. Blaze Megatron, one of our elite jamsters, says, Staggering to see how far Aiden Watch has fallen I down know, the one sheet. Right? And Walter Lazo, another elite jamster, eight smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight smoke that's break, good, man. man. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm with you in this game. He wasn't overly engaged because the Phoenix Suns weren't working on that aspect of their game, in my personal opinion. I feel like there was opportunity there where the, if they wanted to run a few more pick and rolls, they could have. But they were running like pick and rolls with CP3 and KD, where KD was the initiator of the offense, right? They were running yeah. uh, uh, side, you know, they were running horns plays and Spain pick and rolls that didn't, that Aiton was standing on the side for. So he wasn't at all a focus in this game. And that might be by design. Right, that might be Monty Williams saying, "You know what, DeAndre Ayton, I just want you to focus on Nikolai Vucevic. He's a he's a big guy in the center in or in the uh, in the middle of the the floor for the Bulls. I just want to I want you to focus on not even necessarily grabbing the boards because he only had three rebounds, you know. But he held Vuce, uh, you know, he held Vuce to thirteen and nine, if you will, and six of fifteen shooting. So I think that there's going to be games where we're going to see." Kevin Durant and DeAndre Ayton high pick and rolls and some Spain pick and rolls with them and, and Chris Paul and or Devin Booker. And you're going to start to see some of these, some more integration with opening up DeAndre Ayton. And tonight just wasn't that night. It just, it, it wasn't what their focus was. Their focus was the perimeter and the mid range game. I mean, it just, it, it's just different. It's different. It, DA hits different now. Yeah. And, I said earlier, I'm like, I want him to get more involved, but do I really? Or you know, you what? do, you do. Ryan you do Russell want... said, yeah, but Ryan Russell said we have the best duo, right? He he ranked them. He said right now, injuries aside, old oldness, who cares? Right now, the Suns have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Do I really want them to share the ball with Aiden as much as they can? Who is Russell's number two? Don't remember. Wow, interesting. I would say Doncic and Irving, or maybe Tatum and Brown. I'm pretty sure that's who he went with. Probably um, Brown. Yeah, let me know. I'm sure they listen, but uh, dude, right now, like, if we're talking about giving DA more opportunities, like, what am I talking about? Exactly. We don't. We don't need him to shoot twenty. Right. Two weeks ago, right? No. Shoot. Th- a month ago, right? DA needs to shoot twenty. Now it's like he sh- <laughs> he shot four times, and I'm a okay with yeah, it. I My think he's gonna God. be good too. He'll be mentally. He'll be okay. But he has that wear on his face where he looks like he's really paying attention and really working well, yeah, with he, this team. He's trying to. He Again, is watching Kevin attention. Durant, who's the size you are, 
play the mm-hmm. way that he does. Like DA can never have that much fluidity to his game. He just, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have the handles. We all know that, but seeing the way that Katie, again, the most interesting thing I saw all night was every time a, a double team was coming, like they passed the ball to KD. And as they were passing it to KD, the defender of the, of the player who was passing, it was falling the ball over there essentially to provide mm-hmm. the double team. And he just bounced past it right back. Just boop, boop, boop just picking apart the defense in that capacity. And it's one of those things that's like, DA, that's where I want you to take notes. That's where I want you to learn from Kevin Durant is how to manipulate double teams because DA sees, has seen plenty of double teams in his career. Or if not double teams, he always has somebody shaded his way. So utilize that to your advantage. And that's where he can grow. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Fabio just says, Mikhail and Cam are the second best duo in the NBA. They better <laughs> knock that shit off. Because I miss their asses. Uh, Biza says DA's body language was awesome, right, Lissy? I do agree. It, it looks better. I mean, you're not getting the results you really want right now, but it just looks like he gives a shit in the right way. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. It's hard. It's managing this team aspects of it, right? Like when you got Kevin Durant, you got Devin Booker, you don't have to do shit, right? But again, the challenge that Monty Williams has before him is integrating these guys, putting in new play sets, trying to play with this bench and trying to unlock the the keys to that bench and finding who the right players are. And I think so far through two games, again, knowing that these are two sub 500 teams, like I said, a 14 seed and 11 seed in the Eastern Conference, but so far, it's looked okay, right? It's looked okay. I think that, obviously, we're going to have a much more interesting test come Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks, which I can't fucking wait. I'm so glad that game's on at 11 a.m. So I don't have to No, I love it. I love it, Wait for it all day. Yeah. But what do you think about the job that Monty's been doing? Really good. I mean, you forget the egos he has to deal with. And I think, like, maybe Cameron Payne doesn't have a big ego. But for Monty, probably to go to Cameron Payne and be like, hey, um, you're still going to get minutes, but you might be playing off ball more. Like there was a time where uh, I think it was in the second quarter where book was holding onto the ball and he did not give it up. Maybe it's the end of the first, he didn't give it up to Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne's like, what the, like, come on, give me the ball. Like, that's what it looked like. And it's just like Cameron Payne still wants to prove himself out there. Obviously he kicks himself in the butt every time he makes a mistake, but dealing with that and just having him take a back seat and then having to deal with Chris Paul, maybe taking a back seat and then forcing Lee to stay in the corner and hit your threes, not do too much. Like those are all things that he has to deal with behind the scenes and just adjust things around these guys, even if they're upset about it. I mean, Booker played asshole basketball tonight, I said, but Monty yeah. probably told him, like, play asshole basketball. You two yeah. are the best in the league right now, the best duo. We're gonna win if you guys are just scoring 35 points a game. Everybody else will pick up the pieces. So Monty mm-hmm. just man, in the media too, right? The media there, and he has to deal with all the extra media members. True. Uh Will Sasso's there, or who's a who's the one guy? Will Sasso, Will, Ted, La- Sasso? Ted Lasso, no. <laughs> the Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, I think we got this right tonight. I think Matthew was the one who was hanging out on the yeah. subreddit. I was not there, so you were hanging around in Chicago tonight, right? You're at the Chicago Eating Museum of, of Modern History with a piece of pizza in your hand, hanging out next to TJ Warren, I assume. Tell me what they were talking about on the Bulls subreddit. Well, they actually had a really good comment. I'll say for the end. Like, I know you're going to love this one. Okay, and I do have okay. disguises coming. I showed you. I ordered some yes. disguises. The next time I do it, we'll have some different things. So it's not, it won't always be the shades. So I don't want to hear anything, Jamsters. Um, <laughs> you know, DeMar is taking the game personally going against these great mid-range scorers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like DeMar, but come on. Watching him play is just miserable. Like, it's just so boring. How? It's like Booker. It's it's not, but Booker's <laughs> better than Demar for sure. Yeah, it's just. But but Demar was just annoying tonight, man. Because he's good. He's solid, yeah. right? He's thirteen of eighteen for thirty-one points. Four. I mean, that's like six assists, two steals. He's just solid. Demar Derozan can't be your superstar, right? He can't be your lead guy. But if he's your number two, man, you are solid. You know, Zach Levine and him are supposed to be the top guys, and ultimately they combined for fifty-eight. He's a baby. Of the, yeah, Levine is a baby. He has some issues. Yeah, Levine is a baby. But those are their two main guys. They just don't have the right pieces around them uh, because both of them are probably really good number twos. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so the starting lineups come out. The Suns look good, right? So, wow, Suns have a hell of a starting lineup. Yeah. And then they start talking about the Kings. Like, hey, uh, a whole thread about, I want the Kings to come out of the West, right? Of course, they take the Kings. It's like, yeah, they deserve <laughs> it. What do you tie us their first season? If anyone deserves it, the Suns. We put up with yeah. a lot of shit there, right? We're working yeah, our we... ways to our title. This is how you do it. Yes, We're doing progression, it right baby. Progression. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if Caruso was 6'8", Bulls would be a finals, would be finals bound. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's true because you still have Levine as your second. Everybody um, loves fucking Caruso, man. I like him as like a I defender. Do, I do too. Right? He's he's good for like twelve minutes a game and just yeah. providing, providing some best in class defense. Pain in the butt. And uh, this is actually the last one. And uh, that's it. That's it, man. Yeah, my bad. Uh, Vucevic, <laughs> Vucevic getting violated by chubby Logan Paul. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> it's just someone else got that. So, oh, Jock Land. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. You weren't hanging out in Chicago too long, huh? It's cold. No, you know, I looked at it. I'm like, that's enough. That's good. And I just stopped. <laughs> that's how uh, Chris Paul feels when he plays. He's like, eh, that's good enough. That's I'll stop. The point Offensively, Chris Paul saved it all pretty much for that fourth quarter. He scored 11 points. He had 10 assists in this game. 29 total. I love that, Matthew. 29 minutes played by the point guard tonight. Like, how great is that? It's awesome. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And yeah. uh, who's, who tweeted it out today? It was uh, Shane Young at Young NBA. He said, Chris Paul is about to have a blast for the rest of the season and playoffs. Easy read after easy read. Giving the smartest pick and roll player ever the options of KD and Book is unfair. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as they look like tonight, I mean, there are times where you're like, hey, he might be washed, but I don't think it's that bad yet. He's still working things out. He's still him and Aiden are the two guys that really need to work things out with Aiden. Um, but right now, Chris Paul, if he can hit those shots where he's wide open, I swear to God, he looks just like your dog Laney, a little fat Chihuahua out there. <laughs> that's what I think about every time he walks around and does CP, anything. CP Laney. That's hopefully that's not a big insult. I'm just saying, like he just <laughs> he just waddles around and he just does his thing. But um, I think right now, dude, Chris Paul is just gonna hit those wide open threes jason kidd style right with the mavericks yeah that's what we're gonna I mean, get and, and facilitate the offense and again i like the fact that he's taking the the shots at the back end of the game because again when we hit those crunch time minutes you're gonna have three different options out there and one of them is gonna be open good bad or indifference just the way it is if you play straight up those guys are then technically open because they're that good of players and chris paul yeah this 29 minutes of just having fun out there running pick and rolls and again he wasn't targeting eight, and I don't think that was the the game plan for Monty Williams tonight. Is to get eight involved. It was run some of those high pick and rolls with CP or with KD, and see what kind of see what kind of actions you get off of that. I don't think he shot a mid range shot in this game. He shot one. It was like from the free throw line. And he hit it. So I mean, he's just trying to get to the playoffs and get to him healthy, and yeah. and with the assets at his disposal, I think he's just gonna he's gonna have a lot of fun. And that's it's gonna be fun again for us to watch. He doesn't look like it, but I guess still have fun. He does not look like he's ever having fun out <laughs> no, there. No, he's he always looks, mad at something. He looks like he has hemorrhoids out there, man. He, he looks he, annoyed. Well, you know, he's a little bit older, and you know, that's why he doesn't like to sit on the bench very much, man. He doesn't want to aggravate aggravate something that's informed. Uh we saw Darius Baisley signing yes. tonight. So yeah. the first bucket of Darius Baisley's son's career comes on a scramble and a dunk. He's already got a highlight that I could put at the intro and the outro of this pod before Kevin Durant does number 55 out there. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, considering that we traded Dario Sharch for Darius Baisley, should we call him Dario Baisley? Or Blazy? Blazy <laughs> Blazy. Blaze break. <laughs> Blaze break. Blaze break. I don't know. Blaze break. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, not a bad idea. Mm. Uh, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see where, where he hangs out. Did you see anything from Darius Baisley or just, just like, super nervous? Who cares? I, yeah, I like tell. I like the fact that guys are nervous to play for the Suns. Like it's like him and Durant are like nervous to be here, and they're just like oh, like no, not wanting to mess anything up. Just crazy to watch. But he had that dunk. Looked nice. 
he looked like shit on defense at first, but he picked it up a little bit. He did. He did. Yeah. And uh, he, you're right about him looking nervous because you could see he was constantly like looking around, kind of like somebody who's blazed and they think that everybody knows they're blazed and they're like paranoid. He's like, that's how he feels like he's out there on the court. He's like, oh, that's Kevin Durant, dude. Like, oh shit. Does he know I'm over here? Oh shit. This is weird. This is awkward for everybody. Just really quick. I was smoking. Uh, I just, I never, I really don't smoke, but I smoked last weekend and uh, I was watching resident evil. Okay. And I could not understand the movie. I'm like, what is going on? And I had like uh, chalupas and I was reaching for one and I had an open bag in my, or an open wrapper in my hand. I'm like, wait, who ate my chalupa? But I was putting it in there and I was like, oh. Was Damn, painful. you were rocked. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I know that's why I never smoke. That's why it's awesome to smoke once every month, baby. Yeah. Don't do it every day. Thanks, cool. Or do it every day. Dare. Drugs are really expensive. <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, this is a reminder to just enjoy the podcast. All right, Matthew, who gets your jam star of the game? Dude, wait, who, did I give it to Jock last game too? You did. You gave it to Josh, not Jock. Oh, okay. Well, I'm giving it to Jock tonight. You're giving it to Jock? This is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my jock. Landale. Matthew's giving it to Jock Landale. Wait tell me, step up, man. Tell me why. Because he's Kevin Durant's new favorite friend. On the, like, they bunk together. They've been in war together. They've done everything together. Because these guys on the pick and roll, you can't stop them. And Jock, last game, was having a hard time getting blocked maybe every time down the floor. Um, tonight... He didn't really worry about going up so tough, right? He focused on getting his teammates a second chance opportunities, you know, and just making sure that he's there to make the extra pass. I've never seen him play this way. I think KD just unlocks so much. And I think KD likes him because he plays hard. He wants to learn and he wants to continue to improve. We talked about, I talked about him being released. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Jock was just gone. Now he's just like the perfect backup center and Biz is not even playing. He's just not even playing anymore. He's not. They're definitely developing a connection together so yeah i don't blame you for giving it to jock i mean i kind of do like he wouldn't be my <laughs> first choice or my fifth choice it's but someone yeah. said we didn't do the jock drop so i did that for that jam oh, okay uh i mean i i want to give it to josh akogi just because of his his what 25 points is definitely something that you you want to see you want to see somebody who has the opportunity to step up yeah, and he's doing yeah. so but it's KD for me. I just think that every time he was in the game, you just there's a sense of calm that comes over you and the the rest of the team. And the way he plays on both offense and defense is highly impactful. And he unlocks Devin Booker. Devin Booker had an amazing night because Kevin Durant's out there. And that's going to be fun to watch moving forward. So Brian Herrera asks in the chat, have you ever played Resident Evil games, Lissy? I know yeah. this. Yeah, I have. And actually, um, the last year I played was Resident Evil 2, the remake. And... The one, the last one they just made, the one that's like Resident Evil 4, but Resident Evil 4 is my favorite one. The one they just yeah. made is just like Resident Evil 4, but it's not as good. Resident Evil 4 is a shit. I played game. the I, the last ones I played, I think it was one or two, and it was on the original PlayStation. That tough, right? Game to like tough. maneuver. Yeah. They did that on purpose to make it scarier. Did you know that? Like Silent Hill is the same thing. They make it so that it's inverted. That way it's scary to do anything because you're just like moving around trying to shoot and you just don't know where you're pointing. Yeah, so, that was, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Uh, Dan T. Voida, where did you grow up? 43rd and all for me. <laughs> went to Apollo. Uh, well, I grew up in L.A. And then I moved back here in 1995. And I grew up I, uh, in the Arcadia area. I went to Arcadia High School, class of 2001. So I went to Ingleside, just like my mother before me. Uh, and I went to Creighton for one year when I first moved back here. Mm. Uh, let's see. One thing I did want to talk about before we get out of here, Matthew, is just a little bit about the Suns' upcoming schedule. Don't need to go yeah. into a deep dive. I know it's something that you don't really necessarily like to do. But the last 20 games, <laughs> you've already knocked out two of them. You have yeah. – you have. Uh, <laughs> um, for those of you who are listening, I'm sorry, but we're just being goofballs. Uh, but of the remaining games for the Phoenix Suns, they have 10 home games and now eight away games. I think we have three back-to-backs. Um, a, not, a lot of rest upcoming, especially – you know, you look at the schedule – we play on yeah. Sunday, and then we got two days off until we play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder. Then we got two more days off, and then we play the Kings. 
Then we got a day off. Then we got a back-to-back against Golden State and the Bucks. And what's interesting here is if you look at the schedule and you see the Bucks and the 76ers, both of those are on the second night of a back-to-back off a travel day, which kind of sucks. That's fucking so put, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, you play, you play Golden State at Golden State, and then the next night you're home against the Bucks, And then they play the Kings in Sacramento, and then the next night they're home for the 76ers. So I almost put those as like kind of scheduled losses, if you will. Uh-huh. But is there anything in this schedule when you take a look at it that is like that you're like, oh, hell yeah, or oh, fuck no, besides the things that I mentioned? You know what? I just think about injuries. I think about OKC maybe um, not playing SGA those three games um, just because of tanking reasons. I, I've heard about that today. I don't know if it's true or not, but maybe he won't be playing as much. Um, mm-hmm. So I think about that. And then Steph returning Sunday at the Lakers. Against so he will Lakers, be back. Yeah. He will be back for the game against the Suns in, in a week or two weeks, sorry. Um, but it doesn't look as bad as I think. You know, you got the Lakers. LeBron's going to be out probably for the rest of the year. Um, and then you also have the T-Wolves. They're not going to – I don't know. I just think it's going to be a winnable schedule. Um, I'm thinking if you're going to ask like where we finish, like I think we'll finish a fourth or third seed for sure. But, I mean, what do you think, man? Which will, which will be a question that we'll start to really explore here soon is where do you want to be? The third or the fourth seed? Who do you want to play in the first round? Who do you want to play in the second round, potentially? Western Conference yeah. Finals. We'll get to all that fun stuff. Yeah. But when I look at the schedule, there's a couple things that I notice. We play the Denver Nuggets, who are obviously the number one seed in the Western Conference two more times. This the One of them is our third to last game. And that's a game It's like if Denver has it, like locked up, they might play Jokic for a quarter and a half in that one, right? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> you, you look all squished <laughs> on the side, dude. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we play the Kings a couple times, both uh, are very, very interesting games because that's the team that we're looking up to in the standings. And the, the sheer fact that you say that out loud can be funny at times, but that's just the nuts, the nuts and bolts of it is we have to. If we want that three seed, if we think that that three seed is something that's highly valuable, it's the Kings that we have to ultimately play. And and the question then becomes, do you want the four seed to potentially play the Denver Nuggets in the second round? Or do you want the three seed to potentially play the Memphis Grizzlies in the second round? That's something that we'll be exploring. Uh, I don't expect answers right now. It's going to be fun. You know, but we got the Lakers a couple more times. The Lakers are done. We got OKC three more times. Uh, We got the Spurs once. We got the Magic once. So if you go to tankathon.com, the Suns actually have, I think, the fourth toughest remaining schedule by winning percentage left. Uh, I'm going to update it right now because it changes all the times after each game. Uh, third, we with the, the remaining our remaining schedule has a winning percentage of 526. It's the third toughest schedule remaining, only behind Philadelphia and Toronto. The uh, Oklahoma City has the like the second easiest Lakers have easy Memphis has it easy. So nothing good in life is easy. No, I could see maybe losing five more games out of the schedule for sure. Okay. Five. You know what I mean? So, so in the, if that's the case, then in their last 20 games, you're saying the Suns would end up going 15 and five. That'd be very nice. That would I would like that. Nice. I would love that. I would love it too. Just peeking at the right time, man. Peeking at the right time. I know. So, and it's 20, 20 games is fine, right? For KD. Yes. I saw my friend David today. I'm like, dude, I think it's a perfect amount of time. Like, I do too. These guys get, look at this game. Like, it looks fine. There's just a few things, a few players. That's it. You know, we'll, we'll be tested when we play the Dallas Mavericks. We'll be tested when we play the Sacramento Kings in a week. I mean, we don't play the Sacramento Kings until next Saturday, and that's only two games away because of all that time coming off. So, yeah. Plenty to watch, plenty to be excited for. And uh, I think that's it. I think we're going to go enjoy the, enjoy the rest of our Friday. I like these early games. It's kind of nice, 9.30. You know, we only got a couple more weeks where games will happen at 8 p.m., right? Oh, that's awesome. You know, save it for the last stretch. That way we get <laughs> yeah. some good sleep in. We can have some yes. better thoughts on the pod. So looking forward to it. Yes, we can, we can hit the drop, Matthew, and not just be like... <laughs> So on that note, Jamsters, we appreciate you hanging out. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Darth Void and read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Follow the podcast at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Check out the links below to check out some of our Redbubble merch, man. We got some fun stuff out there. I, I designed a KD shirt that says 35, you know, like a jersey, and it's the uh, uh, statement edition, you know, with the pixelation stuff. I bought one myself. Uh, and make sure you follow Matthew. <laughs> uh, 
I'm Matthew Lissy. That's literally all I do on Redbubble. I make designs that I want to buy and then I buy them myself. You buy them that's, right away. That's literally what I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's a cool. Yeah. Design. I'm designing this because I would like, I would wear this. So that's what John is actually the one that sews them together too. So yes, or I'm, presses them, whatever. It's just right over behind me. What you don't see on the outside of this, on the other side of this painting I have here, which I'm, I, I think I'm gonna like paint over. Uh, Tom or uh, uh, Dick Van Arsdale and just put KD right there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a beard on that guy. Yeah, and be like, dude. Be like, that's doing, KD. Do an extension. I don't know. <laughs> but on the other side of that's my sweatshop. So uh, <laughs> on that note, Jamsters, have <laughs> a fantastic weekend. We'll see you mid afternoon on Sunday following the game against the Dallas Mavericks, which we didn't even preview. There it is. We'll see you then. Yada yada. Go home and love your sweaty shop. Mm.